Bro. 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 Listen to the kids. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 36 Chambers of Fatherhood show. I am your host, Scuba Vell, the Papa Dundada. Now, usually what I would do is I would swing it over to my partner in crime and co-host of this beautiful show, uh, my man Sean, a.k.a. Ohead Wallen. However, during this recording, he wasn't available. He was actually in Atlanta celebrating the birthday of our dear friend Digga. Happy birthday, Digga. Can't wait to have you on the show. And, or I would send it over to my boy, uh, the evil genius, Steve. Evil genius behind R Squared Network. However, Steve was holding things down for R Squared Network, so you have me for this recording. Uh, before I get into the introduction of this show, first I want to greet our first time listeners. You now listen to the 36 Chambers of Fatherhood show, where myself, Scuba Vell, Sean, or Steve, um, would uh, sit down, we'll talk about the trials and tribulations of fatherhood. It ain't easy, but we're in it. All three of us have different situations, different uh, different backgrounds, um, and different ways we father, and we just sit down and discuss on, you know, things that are happening around us or in our family. So, welcome to the show. Now, what you're not going to receive from 36 Chambers of Fatherhood um, that you may receive on another parenting podcast is a white rice over white paper plate attitude or opinions we were coming at you we're in your face we're abrasive we talk smack uh we talk crazy um and yeah that's what you're gonna get with us now the great thing about this episode is today's episode is the first time that we're actually having a special guest on this show um, this man that I, uh, spoke to, uh, for 36 Chambers of Fatherhood is someone I grew up with. He's a great friend. He's a great dad. Um, and also he's in great shape. So one of the reasons why we wanted to discuss health on this show is because, um, uh, Sean and I read an article on New York Times that showed American adults are actually getting fatter. Yes, you heard that correctly. Despite all the information that's out there, despite all the tens of thousands of gyms that are probably in your town, your city, um, it just so happens that, uh, you know, as American adults, we are uh, increasing in mass um, and experts are, you know, kind of just scratching their heads, figuring out why. And only thing I could think of is that Yes, we have that knowledge, but then also, as an American adult, we don't really care. Or we're just addicted to food. If you think about it, when you're waking up, you get dressed, you go to wherever you're going, whether it's work, dropping off your kid, uh, going to a gym, whatever the case may be, um, you're driving past, to, uh, you know, you're driving on the road and you're seeing Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's. Um, you know, all these different fast food chain restaurants. And then when you turn on the radio, if you still listen to the radio, um, <clears throat> you're listening about all these uh, Starbucks deals and so on and so forth. And then um, come lunchtime, if you didn't pack your lunch, you're eating crap, you're eating Chinese, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, when you get home, you're eating your pizza or maybe you eat at home and that's amazing for you too. But then when you go to bed, 
you're watching, uh, uh, you know, you're watching the NBA playoffs and you got homie with, uh, with the deep voice, the deep voice talking about Arby's, they have the meats. So food is being constantly pushed to the American public and it's not going to stop, unfortunately. Um, it looks like the Trump administration is working to eliminate, um, the uh the uh the information on certain foods that have um certain fats and sugars so they're looking to eliminate that in the US, Mexico and Canada. So those things aren't going to change unfortunately. Um it's you know your due diligence. You you yourself have to know what to eat. You yourself have to you know exercise properly and know when to exercise and how you can set your schedule up for that. Another reason why um you know we felt like this is important, uh, uh, important topic to discuss is um, also on fatherly, you know, we were reading that um, the life expectancy for a male is less than a female in America. Well, that's just in worldwide. So worldwide stat, um, females are more likely to live longer. Um, they said at least seven years longer than, you know, uh, males do. And in America, um I think the statistics are even worse. So, um, yeah, you know, fellas, we just got to get our stuff together, man. Um, we got to start taking care of ourselves. We got to start going to the doctor. We got to start eating healthier. We got to start exercising. I know I'm going to sound like a, a broken record, but this is the, the, this is the premise of the show. So I recorded this with my boy Andre Fantroy. Uh, Andre, like I mentioned before, I grew up with Andre, a uh, great dude, great dad, and he's also in great, great, great shape. Um, the man, uh, let's put it like this, the dude wears a Black Panther suit and he has no Black Panther suit on. I mean, homie's just ripped. And uh, I don't have to say pause about that because I'm just going to say how it is. So essentially, uh, he's a wellness coach. Um, I asked him a few questions about his diet. I ask him questions about um, his exercise, his regimen. Um, I ask him what he sees that fathers or um, elderly men do wrong in the gym, or something that uh, you know, something that he's noticed in in, uh, in adults, in American adults today. Um, so yeah, so I think everyone's gonna enjoy this. So if you're a mom, and you know we have a lot of moms listening to the show, shouts to you. We love you. Uh, continue listening to the show. I know you're trying to maybe either get some more perspective of your husband, your child's father, a brother, uncle, your own father. That's what we're here for. That's what Thirty Six Chambers of Fatherhood is here for. And also dads, you know, obviously, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, um, take the information and run with it. Uh, we're all learning, we're all growing and we want to learn and grow with you. Um, before I get started and, uh, play this recording, uh, just wanted to point it out that we did record this through an app called Anchor. Now in no way, shape or form is Anchor a sponsorship for 36 Chambers of Fatherhood, even though we would love that. Um, and if they would like to send a check, <laughs> holla. Um, but no. Um, I mentioned that because we do have a lot of dads out there that want to share their story with us and they, uh, feel a little discouraged that they can't, they can't go to the studio or whatever have you. Listen, we could do it. Um, just hit us up. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you about your story. We'll record it through Anchor and, uh, you can share that with the fathers, uh, well, you know, with the parents out there that are listening. Um, 
Yeah, man. So um, let's get started with this uh, this uh, recording. This is an interview with my man, Andre Fantroy, a.k.a. All Day Dre. This is episode 7 of 36 Chambers of Fatherhood, Health is Wealth. Lego. At this portion, I would usually swing it over to my other co-host and my awesome engineer. However, today we have a guest speaker, and it will be my, myself and this guest speaker. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Andre Fantroy, Dre the Trainer, All Day Dre. How's it going? <laughs> you brought in a lot of energy there. Yeah, you know. Just out here living, man. Then uh didn't, um, <laughs> said didn't get my workout in for today, so you know I'm not my energy levels are a little low right now, but you know, picking it up. I got you. Now for those who don't know, Dre is a uh you're a trainer, right? You're a trainer and a bodybuilder, technically, or not bodybuilder. What's what do you what do you well, categorize I'm a yourself strength as? Strength and conditioning coach, a personal trainer, um, just an overall wellness coach, really. Um, kind of do a little bit of everything. I train in athletics. I train with general population clients, reconditioning people re- coming off of rehab, coming off of injuries, people trying to peak in their sport. Pretty much a little bit of everything. Okay. Now, before we get started, can you let us know how you actually got into that? Like, what, what you know, kind of made you want to get into, you know, the position that you're in now? I was kind of a career athlete, played sports my whole life, up until college, or not uh, up until college, but once I got to high school, you know, throughout high school, I got in a little trouble, got kicked out, kind of derailed my athletic career. So when I got into college, I was trying to get back to that, so I had to find ways to actually compete with guys that were have been playing sports for the past four years where, you know, I was kicked out of school and doing other things. So really got into the fitness training and, and working out with, with guys that I played basketball with in college. Ended up playing college basketball. Then from there, got injured. And then that kind of just spawned a, a whole new love from athletics to actually training, kind of giving giving away some of the stuff that, that I feel like I missed out on. Mm, okay. All right. Now, for our listeners, the reason why Dre is going to be a guest speaker today is because as he, you know, just let us know what his, um, you know, his title is, uh, there are a lot of fathers that kind of struggle with keeping up with a healthy lifestyle, a healthy body. Um, you know, you wake up, you go to work, you know, drop off the kids or, you know, you just go straight to work. You do eight to nine hours, come home and, you know, you got to deal with, well, not deal, but, you know, you spend time with your family and you go to bed and same thing happens over and over and over again. The good thing about Dre is, is that he has mastered this along with fatherhood because Dre, you are also a father, correct? Nice. How old is your son? Nice. Congrats. Congrats. So, yeah, so you have mastered how to live a healthy lifestyle and how to be an active father in your life. How do you go about it? What what does Dre's day look Um, like? You know, I wake up, I train uh, either myself or I'll have clients in the morning. I'm on a schedule where it's either train in the morning or train in the evening. Some days I'll do both, but most of the time I try to keep either or. So I'll just train in the morning, run my errands, um, set up my schedule for the rest of the day. Then um, usually like three o'clock, four o'clock, I'll get my training in, uh, my clients. So I'll train for about four or five hours. Then I'll go over all my 
go over all the information I track everything that I do. So track all my client information, put it into my um to my laptop. So that way we keep keep a log of everything that all the clients are doing, keep track of the progress. And then um like as far as like with the son, like ma- mainly with, with him is just trying to find anything active for him to do. When he's with his mom, it's uh a lot of uh Sesame Street and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and a lot of like fun time. But with me it's more trying to take him to the park, trying to take him to activity parks, uh like Billy Bees and things like that. So he's getting his energy out and really staying active. Cause if not, if they don't get that energy out in the house, then they're definitely gonna. I mean, outside of the house, they're gonna take it out in the house. So be one or the other. Gotcha. Cool. So, Dre, do you normally work with fathers or do you work with younger athletes? Um, a lot of younger athletes right now. Um, and a lot of women also. Like as far as the general population clients go, um, most of the athletes that I have right now are in high school, high school basketball players coming off of end season. I have a group of college basketball players that I'm also working with or just coming off of their season. So with the younger guys, I am dealing with their parents. So it's uh, still kind of dealing with the fatherhood aspect of it. But with the with with them, it's what their parents are kind of telling me That's that kind of ties it in where it's, you know, I, I try to help them and get them to do the right things, but they need to hear it from another person and they respect you. So got you do what you can do. <laughs> got so, you. So it's kind of that type of thing. Uh, understood. Understood. Now, do you run into like, like any fathers who are like overbearing with their kids? Like some people look at a LeVar ball type and look at him and say, Oh, you know, he's ruining his, his children, but they don't look at, you know, the familyhood aspect of, you know, him setting up his kids and, you know, they're all responsible. But do you mm-hmm. see, like, some of the fathers who are, like, overbearing and just, like, forcing their kids to do a, do a sport? Mm, I think I've seen them. I've worked with them. I don't currently work with anybody, but I have in the past year worked with parents that are, like, overbearing and they just – some of them just want to get rid of their kids. So they're sending them to train – so they can get rid of them for that hour, hour and a half. But they, but they don't really, they're not really worried about their child playing sports or, but most of those people are also more well off. So they're not, it's not the end all be all, whether their child plays sports or not. For So I, I think it's a little different. Like with LeVar Ball, I, I appreciate what he does for his kids. I mean, I think that's admirable to be able to put that type of time in with your kids because he is strength and conditioning, doing his own strength and conditioning with the kids, with his wife, he's doing her rehab. And then, you know, he's keeping them involved with sports, teaching them about business. He's teaching them about, you know, all the aspects of the world of sports, Mm -hmm. not just basketball. So, I mean, what he's doing is admirable, but not, not so much with the overbearing parents. They're very involved. All the parents I work with though, very involved. They want to know what's going on, what type of stuff we're doing, how it relates, how it applies to to their sport. Okay. All right. That's what's up. Now, you mentioned that you only deal with, like, uh, well, you work with younger athletes and mostly women. Now, why is that? Do you not, like, get any, like, male clients who are a little bit older who are, you know, in our position looking to get better? Um, And by better, I mean 
um, live a healthier lifestyle because that's a, generally what you know what we're looking to do, what we're planning to push for. Yeah, a lot of the guys mostly um, like I I've, I train a lot of men, like hundreds, but like for the most part, a lot of them um, I'm gonna say they're a little more hesitant to 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 train, to change the diet, to change the lifestyle, whereas women they're all for it. They're more willing to ask for the help to train, to get where they want, to get to their goals. Whereas the guys think, you know, I'll just pick up a men's fitness magazine, look at the workout in there, and I'll be in shape in no time. And that's generally not the case. Gotcha. So what are what are some of the mistakes, some of the mistakes that you see men doing, like in the gym? Because you yourself, do you go to the gym or do you go to the park or what do you do? I mix it up. I go to the gym. I go to the park. I'll go to like a boxing gym. I'll go to an MMA gym. Like any type of fitness, I will do. Like I'll go to a CrossFit gym and do a CrossFit workout. And then anything swimming, I'll go play tennis against my brother. <laughs> anything, <laughs> literally, I'll go play ball. Without any type of fitness, I'm all for it. So I'm got cool you, with anything. Got you. So when you're in the gym, when you look over to see, like, you know, I don't know, you look over just seeing what someone's doing or not even seeing what someone's doing. You're just kind of in that space where you're just checking out some dudes, looking at some different clients, some, some potential clients. Do you mm-hmm. see what some of these guys are doing wrong? Um, yes, definitely. I mean, as far as like, uh, like there's many different levels to it. Like there's people that come to the gym that want to lose weight and they're doing bodybuilder exercises, which are going to build muscle. But as far as burning calories, you need to be more active. You need to be doing high, high intensity integral training, that type of stuff. Like where you're keeping your heart rate up for 40 to 40 minutes to an hour but then you're also doing your, your strength training exercises within that. So it's kind of more of a uh, miscalculating the rest periods, miscalculating the the, re- uh, the reps, the rep range, miscalculating the weight they use, it's things like that. And then when it comes to actual like machines, people that are using the, the machines in the gym, uh, a lot of those machines are isolation machines, but they're using multiple joints or multiple muscle groups when there's only supposed to be one muscle group PAU. So it's just, there's nobody really showing people how to use things properly. And then a lot of the personal trainers that you will see in the gym, they don't know how to properly use the machines or how to properly approach people to tell them, hey, look, you're doing this wrong. This is how you could do it better. This is the muscles that are supposed to be using or where do you feel this? Oh, okay, that's not where you should feel this. This is where you should. This is how you do it. And you'll feel it in the proper place. So... Got you, got you. Now, a lot of people do do that, though. Like, they'll step in and be like, oh, hey, you're, you're supposed to be doing this, but it's usually, like, some some dude who looks crazy. Like, he'd been eating McDonald's for, like, 50 yeah. years of his life. But um, when you say interval training, what exactly entails for There's interval training? A what, lot of ways can, you can do it. Yeah. Okay. Finish your question. No, no, no. I was going to say, what, what can, what can a, a, a father who's listening to this who's out of shape and he's looking to get right, right? So what can he do as far as either at home or in the gym that includes inter- interval training? So let's start with, like, if you have your kid with you. Say you just got, got your kid with you. You have very limited time. Like, you could run a, like, use your kid as a weight. Like, this is how I, how I train with my son. If I'm doing a workout with my son, I'll use him as a weight. He's about 30 pounds, so... um the first exercise might be squats. 
I'll do 20 squats holding my son with proper form, take 10-second break. Then I'll do 10 lunges each leg while holding my son, take a 10-second break. Then I'll do sit him, sit him down, do my 15 push-ups, 10-second break. Then I'll do my 30 jumping jacks, 10-second break, and then add in like an ab exercise, like a plank, 30 seconds, 10-second break. And that might be like my entire exercise. I might do that four four times. Just keep the rest period short. Keep my heart rate up. Bang that out. And then after that, like depending on how long that'll take, that's about what, like maybe 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 do that three times. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm not if it's if it hasn't been forty minutes, then you just add three four more exercises. I might go jump rope, uh, squat jumps. And then like an explosive lunge move or something like that, like where I'm, but keeping the rest periods with the intervals, it's really the rest periods. So like if you were to do this sprinting outside, um, interval training with sprints would be 30 second sprint, a minute jog, 30 second sprint, a minute jog, 30 second sprint, a minute jog. And you'll just keep that up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you start to, like, gas out, then, of course, you would take a, like, add to your rest period. You could take a little bit longer rest periods. But the main thing is to consistently shorten the rest periods or to just play with the rest periods so that you're shocking your body and, and working with different energy systems. If you only system, then your body's only going to be able to, to train, to actually perform in that energy system. So when it comes time to chase your son down, down the field or, run around if that's not how you train and it's going to be very hard for you to get to that level to keep up got you got you got you now another big part of your your regimen or another reason why you're in such great shape it's also because of diet yes. now what is it like how do you break down your diet throughout the day like what's a normal meal or what does a normal uh diet look for you oh uh, so for in the morning i wake up i'll have uh, oatmeal fruit maybe banana blueberries Throw that in the um, but I use uh, whole grain oats, not like instant oatmeal. So I use that, boil that up. Um, whatever fruits I don't use in that, or I may have plain oatmeal, I'll put in the smoothie. So mm-hmm. the smoothie would be blueberries, banana, um, and strawberries, any kind of fruit. Then I'll throw maybe some maca powder, which is like not like a real supplement, more of a earth, uh, earthly supplement. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes I'll throw some like uh, vegan protein in there and sometimes like peanut butter or peanut butter powder or like a handful of almonds or walnuts, blend that up and that'll be my breakfast. And then for lunch, I'm usually going for, uh, depending on how I'm eating, like right now I'm in between like mostly vegan and vegetarian. So like for, for lunch, I'm trying to stay, stay really with the, uh, rice and, uh, and seafood and stuff like that. What kind of rice? Uh, dark, darker rice. The main thing with rice is making sure it has fiber in it. Mm-hmm. So the red rice, the brown rice, there's black rice. I'm not sure about the fiber um, in the yellow rice, but usually I stay, if you if you are going to use like a yellow rice, just add some beans in there so you're still getting the fiber. But um, depending, like if I'm if I'm eating meat or or seafood, then I'll have like rice and rice and um, shrimp or rice and fish. If not, then I'm eating rice and beans and just any type of vegetables, zucchini, uh, peppers, uh, beans, uh, what else? And I'm just making a medley out of that, just putting it all in there, 
season it up a little bit, throw that right on top of the rice, and then you either have veggies and rice or any type of meat and rice. That'll be my lunch. Then for for dinner, something more consistent because usually I'm working out in between lunch and dinner. So for dinner, I'm eating either potatoes, sweet potatoes, or um, rice again. And then I'm eating either same thing, seafood, lean meat, which would be chicken or um, any type of fish and uh, or veggies, depending depending on the diet. Like like I said, I'm in between right now. I, I really like loved how I felt energy-wise off the vegan diet. Mm. When I'm moving around a lot, it's a little bit harder to, to stay consistent with that. So, And I try not to stress myself out over my diet. Mm-hmm. It's really mainly about the calories. So so if I if I need to, I, I don't stress over. I'll just get some fish or something lean. And then uh, in, in between each of those meals, I'm eating snacks. So trying to keep my vet- vegetables and fruit content up. So in between, I have fruit, like maybe an apple and uh, peanut butter. Mm. Apple, throw some peanut butter on it. That'll be a snack right there for me. Um, if you do protein shakes, you could do protein shake in between. If you do uh, rice cakes, you could do rice cake with peanut butter. Like, it really depends. Like, for me, I go through phases also of uh, sometimes I want to bulk a little bit. Sometimes I want to lean out. Right now, summer's coming, so, you know, it's lean out time. So, closer we get to summer, I'll cut out one of those rice meals, and then I'll, that'll be, that'll just turn into a salad. Mm. You're trying to lose weight, you take away the starch, take away the salad, I mean, the, um, the rice, take away the potatoes. Out of those lunch and those dinner meals, just throw a bed of lettuce or any medley of uh, kale, um, spinach, and just throw the fish or the chicken or make a giant salad if you're doing the vegan thing and just keep it like that. And in between, make sure you have your little snacks in between. That way your body stays fueled energy-wise. You never get to the point where you're super hungry, so you're overeating, then you get tired, and your calories are messed up for the day. So it's really just controlling, eating for energy versus eating for hunger. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So now you, you mentioned you do snacks. So how many times do you think you eat a day? Like how many, how many times do you think someone is required to eat a day like again for someone one of our listeners whoever it is that's trying to lose weight what do you recommend so if you're an overweight person then i would say three to four times three or three to five small meals um really depending on your schedule for if you're trying to lose weight if you're an athlete or an elite athlete, or just somebody who's super active, then I would say eat seven times a day, mm. seven times a day, uh, still small meals, but you would need to eat a little bit more because you have to um, fuel up before your workout, you have to fuel up after your workout, and then you have to have that recovery meal after you work out. So so those you want to add those meals in and get make sure you're getting your calories not only to to maintain your weight, but the calories to re- repair what you damage in your workouts and then also to prepare for the next day. So a little bit more if you're active, the more active you are, a little bit less if you're trying to lose weight. But it really comes down to the calories, though, and that's the most important part is tracking the calories, seeing how much you're eating, knowing that one pound is 3,500 calories, and if you eliminate 500 calories from your diet for seven days of the week, okay, all right, one pound. 
what is what is um because you mentioned like for someone who's overweight what's a weight that you believe is like overweight is there a specific way to look at a body type or is a specific specific number someone should be looking at um is i would say more so uh i mean you could look at it many different ways like for for me as a trainer we do body composition tests so there's many different ways you could do it you could do like a skin fold which would show you how much body fat that you have. You could do uh, like the BMI, which is just like a mathematic equation, basically based off your height, your weight and your age, what size you should be, but it doesn't account for bone density and things like that. So, so for that, it's more, I would say like the skin fold and some of the other, like the, um, uh, yeah, probably what? skin fold is probably the, the easiest way. Like there's other ways that you could do it that take more equipment like uh bioelectro mm-hmm. bio- uh impedance and like water displacement what's skin fold skin for, fold for those myself. i don't know what skin fold is so basically you would take um there's a few different methods that you can use like the one that i like is jackson pollock where you'll take um right on your bicep you would pinch like arm unflex you would pinch right in the meaty part of the bicep and just pull the skin apart or pull the skin out. And then you would use a skin fold caliper, which is like, mm. a, it's like a plastic clamp. You pull it, pull the trigger on it. It opens. Then you let it squeeze in on the, mm-hmm. on the amount of skin that you pull off of your bicep to start. And it would tell you based on how many inches of skin and fat you have pulled off of your arm. All right. That's going to give you a measurement. Then you would take your thigh do the same thing you would take your right on your uh, right above your hip bone on your stomach you would check right there you would do on your back and then you would do on the tricep and based off of those numbers how many inches of of basically the skin fold measurements of these specific uh areas gotcha all, all right cool. up, it'll tell cool, you cool, how cool. much body fat now, you yo, um uh you you uh displayed um an awesome uh food regimen but do you ever find yourself say damn a sleeve of Oreos would feel real nice right now. I haven't had a Jesus. Oreo in <laughs> 12 to 15 Yo, you years. Do, you do. Yeah. For real? I look at Oreos it's like, Ugh. yeah, but I, I have, I have guilty pleasures though. Like, don't get me wrong. Like when I, like there's certain things that like fruit snacks, I love fruit snacks or like mm-hmm. gummy, like what do you call them? The lifesaver gummies. But I know, the only way I can eat that is if I go burn a couple thousand calories in the in the gym, and then I might be able to have like a handful of them. If not, <laughs> I would be paying the price for. It. It's hard. It's hard to get that off. Like once you, it's it's really just like a, it's similar to to as a kid getting in trouble, and just every time you see a consequence, it's like all right, I know can't do that again because. Once you start dealing with those consequences, you know, all right, it's going to take me this long to get back. Like, once you go from being in shape to getting all the way out of shape and then having to get back to there, like, once you, like, once you know that pain, it's really, okay. nah, you look at food completely different. Like, it tastes, it tastes good, but it's the devil. It's just like a, <laughs> just like a beautiful woman that all right. has zero morals. <laughs> all right, all right. So it's, like it's funny devil. that you mentioned women. So, all right, so let's say most most dads would want to get in shape to you know be better in bed with their wife, 
um, let's say they're single, they want to, you know, go out and um, mingle, they want to, or they're just feeling good, good they want to feel good about themselves. But specifically for dudes who want to date. Now, when you, as an adult, dating usually mm-hmm. goes with food and goes with alcohol. Now, do you drink alcohol at all? Do you, do you sip a beer yes. or, you know, drink some Henny? Yeah, I, dab- I dabble. I, um, unfortunately, I stay away from uh, the liquor, which would probably be a better option as far as like trying to keep the calories down. But I'm a, I, I like beer. I prefer beer. What's here and there? We'll sip a beer here and there. Um, mm. um, maybe once a week, twice a week, maybe. I'll have like a, a beer, maybe a beer or two on the weekend. Maybe one, like if it's gotcha. like. A, if it's like a the five stuff to do, maybe you know my schedule kind of allows me to to do a little bit more, but I try to keep it light. I stay away from the liquor because I don't. Got you. I've had some uh, you know bad experiences. The beer, the beer keeps me calm and cool, and you know I can kind of sip on it, watch the game, like playoffs are here. So you know I'll go have a beer, watch the game. Got you. Feel you. Now, do you recommend cheat, cheat days for anybody who's losing weight? Um. It's a discipline thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, all right, um, every Saturday I have my cheat meal. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say cheat day. I would say to have a cheat meal because once you have a cheat day, you could ruin your entire week. It's kind of, it could be counterproductive. If you, if you're on track for the entire week and then you just hey. go all out, go to Fridays, go to McDonald's and then, ah, and yes. then have a Junior's cheat, cheat, yeah. piece of cheesecake at the end of the night. Yeah, you might be six thousand, seven thousand calories in mm, okay. a day. That's two days worth of eating. So all all the work that you did during the week, you know, now, it's gone. So it's really like, all right, if you were on track to lose one now, pound, now I read week, now you um, might have gained a half a pound. Timothy Ferris's Four Hour Body years ago, and I may be taking it out a little out of context, but okay. he recommended cheat days. Like I guess it was like a certain spike that you did. Like it was a calorie spike. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right, or does it sound somewhere okay. along the lines? Have you read it before? Uh, no, I haven't. I have I'm not familiar <laughs> yeah, with it. I, I remember like, you yeah, telling Drake, me about I can this eat the cheeseburger, back, bro. But I never. <laughs> yeah, there's different. If it's a key, like a ketogenic diet, where you know they that was it. Basically, cut out all carbohydrates, and then yeah. So so with those, okay. So so that is cutting out. My brother does that. Mm-hmm. He lost good amount of weight on doing a ketogenic diet and for that it does make sense to to, to have a they call it a refeed day which would be a day where you just refeed your cat your um, carbs so you're refueling your carbohydrates mm-hmm. which will give you immediate energy for your workouts so so the ketogenic diet basically is you're cutting out all your carbs like limiting your carbs to like 30 grams of carbs a day which would be like equivalent to one banana so that's literally all your carbs for the entire day. The rest of it, you can eat any type of meat that you want. You can eat um, any type of fats that you want, but it's still the same thing. It's maintaining and maintaining the calories and making sure that, especially if you're a person of color, make it to sure that you're mindful of the fat that you're intaking. You don't want to be eating bacon fat and and the shitty parts of the beef because that's not good for your cholesterol. It's not good for your blood pressure. It's not good, like just things like that. The sodium that's in, in a lot of the meats already, especially if you're eating out, like 
as a person of color, you know, our sodium requirements are much lower, um, almost half of what other people can, can intake. So it's, it's important to make sure that, you know, you're eating the right stuff and not just anything. Mm. Okay. Just I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Because over time, after a while, once you deplete your carbohydrate stores for a long period of time, when you do have that piece of bread or that whatever it is, that carb, your body's going to be so in need of it because you're basically starving yourself of it. Your body's going to go into storage mode where you're going to just chow down and just kill, just eat every type of carb, every carb, 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 carb. And that's how you see people lose okay. all the weight. Okay, all right. I didn't know that. Back up, so. So for that, if you're doing a diet like that, definitely you want to refeed and, you know, get your day in where you have okay. your, carb, your carbs. And... But not not this type of diet that I would recommend for somebody that's trying to lose weight just because of the selection process. You want to make sure that you're selecting smarter options. If you're just going to eat burger, greasy burger, fries, and or whatever, any type of, any type of food, then it's not really training your brain or training your body to know, okay, if I eat this, I'm going to feel like this. Or if I eat this, this is, it's like a short-term thing. I cut out carbs okay. for a amount of time, but. Okay, that makes term, sense. Now, you I mentioned that you're currently doing a vegan diet. Um, I've been reading, I've been watching most athletes today, specifically in, um, in basketball, uh, for example, Victor Olapito. So last year when he was on OKC, yeah. He was a little more bulkier, um, and he wasn't as quick as he is now. Um, and the reason why yep. he did that, well, the reason why he's quicker now is because during the off season, he uh, mentioned that he went vegan. Now, do you feel like that's a more of a recommended diet, yeah. just as terms of like just living? Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's. I thought it would be tough to be honest. Like the way I did it, I took one month. The first month, I did just straight seafood and veggies rice and beans pretty much for the most part and fruit then the next month i cut out the fish so then it was just straight vegan and i felt amazing and then like after that i kind of i still i still stayed away from the fish like i added um i had a few meals in like per week that were more vegetarian than vegan but you know as far as like for the most part it's just mainly mainly vegan stuff like energy wise i feel amazing um body my body feels good like my workouts are good my sleep my sleep patterns are better my skin my skin is clear so like just overall i feel like it's just a a a beneficial thing as far as um just diet i mean when you eat when you you, uh when you shit like everything comes out like wake up in the morning everything's coming out it's not it's not a struggle it's coming out clean, so you feel light all day. Like you're, you shit just regularly. Like, all right, I eat a meal, shit it out, go about my day, have my snacks, eat another meal. Same thing. The process continues. So you feel light all day. You're not holding in that waste all day, and then all comes out two days later, and you're sitting on that for two days. You're sluggish. Your body doesn't feel good. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Like, I'll take that into consideration. Definitely a difference, man. Yes, 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 dads. Hope you took um some jewels from the homie Dre. All right. Now I uh, hope uh, everyone listening took a few tips uh, about dieting, and um you know, hopefully uh, you could continue your journey after this recording. 
as well as your physical health. So yes, if you want to learn more or if you want to get in touch with Dre, maybe um, you know talk to him about consulting or whatever the case may be, you can find him on Instagram at all underscore day underscore Dre. Again, that's Instagram at all underscore day underscore Dre. Fathers, mothers, parents, we got to get together and we got to get healthier for our kids. Let's not be another statistic. Let's not even get healthier for our kids. Let's get healthier for ourselves. I know uh, we spend a lot of time running kids around to school. Then you go to work. Then you go over here, go over there. Just take some time out for yourself. Get your physical health right. Get your mental health right. And everything's going to be all right. All right? Now, I say that as, uh, you know, I just slurped down some coffee, some bacon, egg, and cheese. I ain't perfect. I'm learning just like you. We're, we're going through the motions together, but at least we're doing it together. Uh, we're definitely going to have Dre on the show uh, more often, you know what I'm saying? Maybe break down some stuff a little bit more. But um, that was episode seven, Health is Wealth, with the boy, uh, the homie, All Day Dre. Shout out to my man, Sean. Shout out to my man, Steve. We 36 Chambers of Fatherhood, and we out. Peace.